bass players of all times, James Jameson, and his prize student, Tony Newton, and how he rose to legendary fame by playing on several of the most important songs in popular music history. It is based upon the life of bassist Tony Newton and his musical life in Detroit, with Motown Records, John Lee Hooker, and his rise to fame through the tutelage of his master teacher, James Jameson, primary basis at Motel Records. The Groove Monster goes one step beyond standing in the shadows of Motown. And I have him in the studio with me right now. How you doing, Mr. Newton? Hey, Unc. Uncle Earl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing great. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I thank you for coming down and sharing your time and talent with me today. First of all, um, I must say we met through a gentleman, my name is Mr. Michael Bell of Belltown Records, 
And he said, oh, would you check out this guy? You know, he's got this movie going. I had no idea of your, your royalty. Well, I appreciate the time <laughs> and energy and your good vibe. Oh, thank, thank you so much. I mean, you have been around since the beginning of the the revolutionary time of music. Yes, I, I call it the golden age of music because mm. really that's what it was. There's never be another time like that because there was such a diverse range of music and music was free. Um, it, culture was uh, opening up as well. Uh, in fact, that was the time when music started to bring people together, mm. uh, all the races together, because mm -hmm. they could go to concerts. That's right. And, and that's what happened. That's right. So it, it was a tremendous time to, to be born, and I'm really grateful yes. for that. Yes. Let's go back a little bit before. Um, how was it growing up as a child in Detroit at that time? Um, Detroit, I, I call it, it was an underground city, and so uh, it, it was... In my book, both and I talk about it, okay, so I had to, say, for example, like, I had to carry a gun because I was playing these blues <laughs> oh, clubs, boy. right? Okay. And then one night, these guys tried to follow me home after this blues gig. I really? Did, and, and it was going to, uh, whatever, but I wasn't going to allow <laughs> yeah, them. I know that's right. That. <laughs> I know that's right. right so, Protect, preserve. On, on the good side, yes. uh, there was a club damn near on every corner. Mm. with live music, all kinds of live music, both mm -hmm. white and black, right? Mm -hmm. And so yes. it was it was an amazing experience. Plus, uh, in my book, I talk about David Ruffin, which I'm sure a lot of people know from oh, The yeah. Temptations. Oh, yeah. uh, we grew up together, were, was in a band together, uh, and he got into The Temptations about six months before uh, Motown discovered and found me. Wow. And uh, I was playing with John Lee. I played with a lot of the Chicago and Detroit blues artists, mm -hmm. uh, like John Lee Hooker, T-Bone Walker, and mm -hmm. Jimmy Reed. So I was playing the blues clubs. Yes. And I was playing with John Lee when they actually heard about me. And uh, the way it was, they wanted Jameson. He was... Uh, the basis for Smokey, and they yes. want him to stay in town on and uh, just do recording, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, they found me, and I replaced him with Smokey and the Miracles, mm -hmm. and uh, and then I went on to do tours with all of the Motown acts. And, you became uh, the musical director, uh, and I yeah. became music yeah. director in two years. Mm -hmm. Now, in standing in the shadows of Motown, they talk about. Uh, going to England on this big 65 uh, European tour to mm -hmm. say Jameson wasn't there. No, it was me. <laughs> so right. I, I was 16 years old when wow. I, I remember asking, aren't I too young to go overseas? They no. No, no, no. And so it was a fantastic experience. Uh, to, uh, let me see who was on the show Stevie Wonder, mm. Martha the Vandellas. Wow. Um, Dinah Ross, yeah, Ross, the Supremes, and the Funk Brothers, which was then called yes. Van Dyke, Sex, Ted, yes, yes. Uh, you know, and, and Smokey, mm -hmm. uh, and so it was a fantastic show. So it was 65 cities you said? Uh, no, it was uh, in 1965. Okay, how many cities did you do? Do you remember? Well, we toured all over uh, England and Scotland, and we ended the tour at the Olympia in 
in uh, Paris, France, and there's okay. actually a, a Motown album that a lot of people don't know about. It's called the Motown Review Live in Paris, mm. and that that was recorded on our last date. Wow! And it, it was it was a, a great show. Okay, I might have to have to find that. One. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have to find that one. Right, exactly. Wow, nice, uh, nice. Now, how how are your parents with you going on this big endeavor? Well, I, I talk about a lot of that in my book, uh, mm-hmm. too. Uh, my stepmother, she she wasn't, I mean, my, she wasn't really uh, a good stepmother. A lot of that's in the yeah. movie as well. My okay. sister tells it better than I do. You say the book's name is Gold Thunder. The, yeah, the book is Gold Thunder. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so she, there was a lot of uh, abuse in in the house, but my father supported me, mm-hmm. uh, but he wouldn't take up for us kids, <laughs> but he supported me in right. the music. Women were he, strong back then. Right, exactly. And <laughs> they so still are. Went, uh, yeah. In fact, uh, he bought me my first plastic saxophone one <laughs> Christmas, right, and then once they found out... I could play the keys off of it, and then they bought me a real instrument. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, my first instrument is piano. There was a neighbor. Yeah, I see that you you're a multi instrumentalist. Uh, well, yeah, I put a lot of time into <laughs> and 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 wood, woodwoods. Uh, Did you do woodwinds, wind, wind, yeah, yeah, piano, woodwinds, and... uh, all the woodwinds yeah. and bass, right? And so uh, I started off on the piano on neighbor's uh, mm-hmm. instrument. But they couldn't afford a piano, so I started off on the, the, the clarinet after the plastic saxophone. Okay. And I took all the woodwinds all throughout school. Because in those days, your, your music programs were right. really fantastic. Right. You could take an instrument home and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I did it uh, all the way up throughout school. Yes. And and you well-versed in many genres of music. You could play from classical to funk. Yes, I tell people I'm <laughs> classically and street trained. <laughs> right. I like that. I like yeah. that. Because I'm school trained and I'm street trained. Right, you can right. break it down. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, spin it up, chew it up, throw it out. <laughs> and I went back to school in, in 83 or 84 mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to be on the same level as any master, Beethoven, Chopin, or anybody, so I decided to devote uh, all of my time to get my piano and composition chops up to that level, mm-hmm. so I put in 10 hours a day of, uh, you know, hard practice and woodshedding, as we call it, mm. uh, to get myself, and uh, I don't regret it. <laughs> I, I know that's right. Well, um, we've got a lot to cover, but I need to take a little break right now. You going to hang in there with me for a minute? Yeah, definitely. All right, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm here with the incomparable Tony Newton. And we'll be back with much, much, much more right after this.
And I'm here with the man, it's Leo Tony Newton, musician, composer, and author. How you doing, sir? I'm great. All right, thanks for hanging in here with me. Thank you for having me. I'm feeling energized right now. I'm feeling <laughs> good. I'm going to give him a good foot. <laughs> right. Now, we, we talked about your beginnings as a cocky young man, you know, mm-hmm. with your right. bass, like running around. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about some of the people that you worked with prior to branching out to the world. Um, okay, so I mean, let's talk about the blues artists okay. first, right? There, there there's go. there's Don Lee Hooker, okay. T Bone Walker, Jimmy Reed, Little Walker, the, uh, Diana Washington. Mm. These are uh, blues and, and and jazz artists, and I was discovered uh, by Motown playing with John Lee Hooker, and then once I got with Motown, I. I uh, Toured with all of the artists, uh, the Thames, Marvin Gaye, um, the Supremes, of course, Smokey and the Miracles, which I began, Mars and the Vandellas. And um, there's a little known fact, and and we can talk about this, that most people don't know, is that there are actually two bass guitars on some of the hit tunes, like uh, Stop in the Name of Love, uh, Baby Love, Where'd I Love Go, all by the Diane Ross and the Supremes and Nowhere to Run. Mm. Um, by the uh, the Van Martha and the Van Dallas and reach out by the four tops. Okay, and uh, that's a technique. And all these are number one tunes as mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. It was a technique used by Holland and Dozier before they left Motown. That was their signature. That was one of their signatures: is three guitars and two basses. I don't know how they thought that idea <laughs> up, right. but the it rest is history, crowded. as it they wasn't say. Crowded. Nobody stepped on anybody. Right, exactly. That's cool. Right. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Nice. Um, how about how was it to actually work with all these artists? I mean, they were not stars at the time. Were they just they were just like regular people, just like everybody else? Yeah, right? they were. I mean, uh huh. Yeah, they were. They were all regular people. Um, of course, they all still had big egos, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And so, but that will never some, change. Uh, right, right, exactly. <laughs> some some people really value musicians, and and others don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, say, for example, uh, I had a conversation. 
with uh, the Holland brothers, actually specifically Eddie, mm-hmm. and I know he learned this, Barry taught him this, and, and he's Barry Gordy I'm talking about, and yes. he said, uh, we can't put any musicians' names on the back of the album because that just clutters it up. <laughs> right, oh. and so in oh, those ouch. days, like, right, exactly. And so that was pretty, pretty hard to take because in those days, that's how the musician got work, right? It wasn't just because word of mouth. And if the music ain't on the disc, yeah, right, exactly. White noise. And so, right, so you wanted your name on the record so you could get more work, right? And so it was a very valuable commodity. And so, there, because there are still tons of records out there, people don't know who's on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Stax people, let me give them great kudos because Booker T and the MGs and mm-hmm. Steve Cropper and all these guys, they 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 did the best thing for everybody, right? Great, they, great. they they put their names on the records and they gave them a piece of the songs and music because in the bo- at the bottom line, oh, yes, it's in the studio. The musicians, are, right? The musicians are creating the hits on the spot. Exactly. I mean, would they give us a roadmap, but in the end, we're putting the magic in there. That's we're right. putting the magic That's right. It down. takes the village. The, yes, exactly. To make the suit. Right. You know, we need yes. each other. Right. And right. so. Uh, that was a difference uh, between some Motown and other companies and the general record business, but R&B, right, because it wasn't necessarily that way on the rock side. And so that was one thing as a young kid that I learned uh, from rock musicians uh, because they demanded their props, right, <laughs> and, so, and, they, and they got well, it, right. Yes, and did. so uh, so I was kind of always a rebel at Motown. And so, <laughs> right, exactly, right. <laughs> I'm still a rebel. I'm still okay. an innovator and a rebel in a way. But I, I think in a good way is because mm-hmm. I, I just don't like to be put in a box. Because mm-hmm. we are all like diamonds. We have many facets to yes. ourselves, right? Yes, yes. And I'm one that explores mm-hmm. those facets. So yeah, you must be shrewd and you must be concise. Yes. And you have to tell people what you're worth. Yes, they exactly. They know. Right. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they won't give it to you. You right. got to ask uh-huh. for it, right? Yeah. right. Now, and hopefully you'll earn it. Right? Hey, that's the thing, too. Uh-huh. See, a lot of these young kids, they, they be asking things they ain't right. on the exactly. table. They ain't put the time in. They ain't paid no dues. Right. right. So, so let's tap on that. You being such a young man, how did you have the chops? play with all these cats. I mean, where did it come? Did it the chops osmosis? Came, uh, no, no, the chops came from <laughs> born, my right? classical school training and listening to records all day long, mm. right? Listen, listen to, you know, because in those days, uh, 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 I'm trying to, uh, Wolfman Jack, we turn the radio a certain way so that yes. we could get Wolfman Jack on the weekends right. and, and stuff like that. Right. And so, uh, and like Ray, I would listen to uh, Ray Charles, I would listen to country music and listen to the stories and uh, Johnny Cash and I, I, you know, and so I never had. And when it comes to music, I believe music is like food mm. you, that you need to have a diet of it mm. all, you know, not just I one. Like and so I've always felt that way yes. and listened to the music and let it influence me. And, I, and it's held me in good stead. Yes. That's how I'm able to play with so many different yes. people. Yes. And because I attune myself to themselves and then let myself flow in, mm-hmm. in their energy, right? It's like that saying, if, if music be the food of life, then play on, right? No, no doubt. <laughs> right, right. Play, oh. play on, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so what took you away from Detroit? How did you break, break out? Oh, okay, well, how, uh, initially what happened is uh, Holland and Dozier, uh, the famous writer and producers, yes. they 
formed their own company, which they left Motown and formed their own company, mm-hmm. uh, which is called uh, Holland Dozer Holland HDH or Hot Wax Records. Mm-hmm. And they had such groups as the 100 Proof, General Johnson, the Ace, they even Parliament Funkadelic. Frida Payne, mm, uh, Jerry Payne, Payne uh, right, the band of gold and yeah. bring the boys home yes. and all of that kind yes. of stuff, right? And you were on all of those. So I was oh. on all of those things, right? Get out of here. So, <laughs> Get out I here. became the primary basis uh, there, and they gave me a chance to be an artist mm-hmm. by putting together the group The Eighth Day. And we had, and so in those days, we were sort of like a cross between Sly and Earth, Wind, and Fire. It was eight of us, but we didn't have any horns, but... Uh, we were good and funky and, and, and <laughs> diverse, right? Ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that gave me a chance to get into the artistic realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in both of those cases, like in, in, in uh, we, the company had at least ten hits, and they had tons of money, mm. but it was not managed right, and and uh, so. We couldn't make it work, even though the hits were there. I mean, we go to some some tours. We tour and go to some cities, and the records weren't even in the stores when when we were there Are doing our concerts, right? Really? And so it was really disheartening. Wow! And so eventually the group broke up, and I moved to California because mm-hmm. when I was with Smokey, we'd come to California at least two times a year, and I wanted to. I didn't want to move to New York because the weather would be worse okay. than it was. Cali was kind of good, right? Right. Huh? And Cali was definitely good uh, in, in every way, right? Uh-huh. And, and and I don't regret that move because I've gone back to school here. The education was free, mm-hmm. and I've thrived here. And so it's it's been a really a, a, a great uh, experience for me since I did move. Right? Some people, yeah. they, you know, they moved out here from Detroit. They moved back, right? They get, they but get a lot nervous. of us stayed, stayed they get out They nervous, here. right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> got nervous. And so, um, so then I moved to California, and uh, the first thing I did was call a friend of mine uh, named Michael Henderson. You may know about you yes, my starship, yes, Northern Connors, yes, right? And he yes. was playing bass with... Uh, he and I actually are born on the same day, okay, right? And okay. so he uh, was playing with Miles Davis, mm-hmm. and I called him and said, I'm looking for a group to get into. He said, oh, Tony Williams. It's a, look, in the lifetime, Tony plays, was playing drums with Miles Davis before okay. he got this record deal, uh-huh. this new uh-huh. record deal. They've tried tons of cats, including Jocko Pastores. Jocko was the man in those days. <laughs> But he couldn't hold down a groove like I could. <laughs> okay. right? And, so, and I got the gig. <laughs> right, right. It's like so I got the gig. And um, so we, that was in the days of fusion. So hmm. I was able to put my stamp on that music. It was a, I was there for the birth of fusion, which is an amalgamation of uh, rock, jazz, and, and, and funk, right? Mm-hmm. So I started, so I wrote, that's when I wrote Snake On and Red Alert, right? right? And so, and those tunes are still selling to these days, which are fantastic tunes. And, uh, okay, you know what? I want them to get a little taste of that. Oh, okay, I'm going to throw a yeah, snake oil for form, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Mr. Tony Newton with Snake Oil. Get ready. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have to take a pause. You're going to have to come back to hear Snake Oil. We'll be back with more in the second half after station identification with Mr. Tony Newton and the Funk. Come on back. 
Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half hour of The Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl, on the radio. How you doing? I'm having a good time here in studio with my guest, Mr. Tony Newton, the funk master. And as promised, here is his selection of snake oil. Please enjoy.
composer, author, musician extraordinaire. And, of course, like I've said, you, you have grooved to him throughout the times. He's been with a wide array of artists in multi-genres, from rock to pop, R&B, blues, jazz, classical, you name it, he got it. And um, just to give you a little piece of the history, he's played on such tunes as Where Did I Love Go, Baby Love, Stop in the Name of Love, Nowhere to Run. And on the West Coast, he came up and worked with the Jacksons, ABC, Never Can Say Goodbye. Then there's our favorite, Don't Leave Me This Way. There are many, many, many more, but I want him to tell you all about it. He has this fantastic film called Ruth Monster Legacy Gold. Mr. Newton, how was this journey putting this together? The journey putting the Ruth Monster was I've, I sacrificed and sacrificed to, <laughs> to get sure. this done, right? <laughs> I it bet. took me about five years. Wow. And the inspiration was, was I heard that they were doing this movie mm-hmm. in Detroit called standing in the saddles of Motown. Yes. And I was wondering why they did, hadn't called me <laughs> about it, right? And uh, kept going on and all of this. And one day I wake up and I turn on TV and there's the Wayne Brady show and there's the Funk Brothers mm. doing things from, from the movie. Right. And all the tunes that I'm playing on are playing, but I'm not there. You're not there. Hmm. This brought me to tears. Things that make you go, Nevertheless, hmm, right. you know, I'm it sure. brought me to tears. Well, why is this happening to me, hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so then I, I saw the movie, and uh, and, I, and I asked him, I said, well, why didn't anybody get in touch with me? I even asked the producers. I found mm-hmm. out the producer. He said, nobody mentioned my name. Wow. And so, but then I talked to Jack Ashford, who's one of the Funk Brothers, mm-hmm. and he said he did. And the answer, all of, I've got the whole conversation Uh-oh. between him in the, in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, at that point, I said, "Okay, I'm going to put my own film together because I have proof of me." Like I said, when they in the in the film they talk about going to Europe yes. and the whole Motown family, yes. and Jameson wasn't with them. However, it was me, and right? So, but they I'm, didn't say your name, right? They <sighs> didn't say my name, and yet my name is in the credits, right? <laughs> oh, so wow. somebody's lying, okay? Right? Okay. Uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to put my own film together, mm-hmm. and and the Groove Monster, it's about uh, it's about a lot of things, but it's also uh, about the importance of the bass guitar, because mm-hmm. a lot of people see upper instruments, vocals, and yes. guitar and yes. keyboards as the main instrument, mm-hmm. right? And, but there are bass lovers out there, but people don't really get it when it comes to bass, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to really tune them in to those low frequencies mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and let them feel it because the bass is the power and the foundation yes. uh, of all music what, yes. without the, the bass there's really nothing exactly. there it's a because you just sport. have a heartbeat yeah right, right. <laughs> with you no have the feeling, drums there but no the feeling. bass is the thing that really drives the music creates mm-hmm. the mood and pushes it forward to all these other plateaus right, right? right. and so I wanted to talk about that as well as show some of my history mm-hmm. uh, throughout all, all genres, as well as the bass is important throughout mm-hmm. all the genres, right? And so right. that was uh, the main purpose, and I was willing to sacrifice and go for it 
and uh, be one of the first artists in history that was able to release a movie, mm. a book, and a CD All at right. the same time. All right. So those were my goals. That is a huge feat, and congratulations to <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. I Some really people have a problem that. putting two feet on the floor after they wake up in the morning. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I congratulate you on that, brother. Thank you. Woo! And let me ask you this. Did you... Uh, find any resistance to you making this film? Did you have a lot of walls or doors closed to you? So? I've had challenges. You know, anytime you want to do anything uh, worthwhile, you're going to run into challenges, right? Life challenges mm -hmm. you uh, every day. And right. so I've had really huge challenges. The day we were, one day we were shooting uh, the film, the performance film. Everything went wrong. Uh, <laughs> I salvaged what, uh, mm. what I could. Uh, I mean, I've, I've gone through even my hard drive crashed. Oh, with, uh, wow. Three three hard drives crashed the same day with all of the film information on it, wow. right? And so I've really gone through some wow. hell there. You, you had know. to do reshoots? Uh, Did you? No, I didn't. Uh, fortunately, I was able to use data recovery. I found a uh, a great company that was able to recover all of my data, right, at a reasonable price. Because it could have been in the tens of mm -hmm. thousands mm -hmm. of dollars, right. right? Or just nothing. It's all gone into the universe, right? Exactly. But uh, I was blessed that time. And I, I went through lots of dark periods though, during that time, mm -hmm. you know, to keep my spirit up. I got to keep pushing forward mm -hmm. and don't give up because I was so close. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was looking at it the other day and... Uh, I was telling my friend, because the NAMM show, that's a music, uh, a big music convention yes. for all you listeners out there that we all uh, participate every year, and they were showing my film, mm. and I hadn't looked at it in a while, and I said, hmm, I did a pretty good job on it. <laughs> 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 you know, the same thing happens yes. when, uh, say for example, like I'll listen, you know, 40 years later, I hear something I played on when I was <laughs> like, 16. Hmm, I was pretty like, good. damn, yeah. <laughs> 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 <You know, laughs> that's right. <laughs> Nice, nice. Uh, right. Okay, well, we're going to take another little break, and we're going to come back with some more. We're going to get into his book and the CD. Mr. Tony Newton, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to miss any of this. Come on back now, y'all. All right. Ciao.
here at KCLA FM and KLED Live with me, your host, Captain and DJ Uncle Earl, here at the Underground Experience. And I've been in studio with Mr. Tony Wooten, musician, composer, and author. We've talked about his history, we've talked about the film, he has other endeavors that we need to touch on this book. It's called The Golden Legacy. Gold Thunder. Golden Legacy is the film. Legacy of gold. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just so confused and excited right now. I got it. It's all up in there. Gold and legacies and confusion and Tony Newton. Woo! Like Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> so, okay. Now, did which came first? Did the book or the film or the film or the book or was it all intertwined? Okay. Right. Okay. So, but, but they're both my history. Mm-hmm. The one's just a living live person, right? Yeah. The other one's so, just, you, so you woke up one day and said, I got to get it right. I got to tell the story. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I've been me. I, I've, I've written over 15 books, and but I haven't written uh, an autobiography, right? And so I thought it was time for that to happen. And so. Uh, that's why I wrote Gold Thunder. Mm. And and basically, Gold Thunder means the thunder is the bass and the gold is the records that the bass are on. Okay, right? so that's okay. Why it's I like thunder. that analogy. That's mm-hmm. nice. Now, in, in your book, you touched on, you said there was some dark times. Can we go into that? Yeah, yeah uh, me and my sister, we grew up with a stepmother that really... I don't think had much love for us because my real mother died when I was about two. Mm -hmm. And so my father actually married this woman to take care of us kids. And, and, uh, this is the name, Diddy? Betty. 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 Uh And she, she, I I watched your, your trailer Uh and she was like, I had to take care of her. Oh, my sister, Betty. Betty. Yeah, Yeah, Betty. Betty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name is Miller. Okay. Betty. Betty. Right, right, right. I remember something like that. Yeah. And she said, I had to take care of her. Yeah, she had to take care of me and she was my protector, which was a great thing. But eventually she ran away from home to ride to get away. We used to run away together, right? Uh And so, but. Because she was older than me, eventually uh, one of my aunts helped her w- get all the way, <laughs> the way right? Okay. And so I was left there. Mm. And uh, so, but uh, my solace was in my music, mm. right? I, I mean, I've always been, uh, I guess that's why I'm a recluse now, right? Okay. It's because I'd be practicing mm-hmm. most of the time, right? I, I was a speed skater. I actually held the Michigan record, really? uh, 100-yard dash and, and barrel jumping and all of that wow. uh, before I decided I was going to uh, just dedicate my life to music. Wow. Right? And then I decided that that's what it was going to be and mm. put put my all into But that. you've always had the drive of a champion. I guess. Do it all. <laughs> right. I got I, no <laughs> doubt. No, no doubt. I always want to make it to the top of the mountain mm-hmm. in, in any endeavor, right? I know. I because know. I believe in human potential. Uh, you know, we're all blessed with this potential, and if you don't tap into it and use it, uh, you're betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, actually, that's the last words in the movie. It's don't betray your potential, your creativity, because you'll be betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you explore that, I mean, let, let me give you an example. Like, I mean, it used to be you, you drive down the streets and you see people just hanging out and... Mm-hmm. You know, standing around and stuff like that. If you're creative, you don't have time to stand around. Exactly. And stuff like exactly. That you're too busy exploring and creating. And as well, it's the only thing that will give you 
instant joy, instant mm. satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. You can feel your own personal power through your creativity. Yes. And, and it just keeps you going. And yes. you do what you love, right? Mm -hmm. And so the more love you get wherever it comes, the more <laughs> you can spread it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> spread love and right. joy, right? Uh, uh, right. <laughs> no matter how you do it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I want, I want to add. You know, bless them with some other things. You know, you you've been featured on Academy Award-winning movie soundtracks as well. Oh yeah, Officer and Gentleman and, and Breathless. Breathless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that experience? Because uh, that was with a full orchestra. Uh, yeah, that's with full yeah. orchestra. Well, actually, that was the time when I was I went back to school, right? Okay. And so I got this call from the great composer Jack Nietzsche, and I was his favorite bassist, and he called me to play on on these tracks, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Actually, he asked me to bring my triple neck bass because he wanted okay. to hear that and wow. explore that. And I actually got a solo in the movie as mm. well, in, in Officer and a Gentleman. Mm. Yeah, it's still making money <laughs> to this day. I know, that's right. And, so, <laughs> yeah, and you got uh, your name on it. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it, it was a, a really great experience. Even though I was going through tough times uh, trying to go to school and practice and and uh, still keep ahead of the game, mm -hmm. but in the end, it worked out. Mm -hmm. Nice. Now, now this new CD you have. Thunder Funk Fusion. Thunder Funk Fusion. Yeah, right. So that's a big concoction. Right, exactly. <laughs> a real big concoction, right? It's, 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 the thunder is from the bass. Yes. The, the funk is obvious, right? Yes. The fusion is, uh, as I was saying before earlier, that I believe, uh, I mean, people like to put... Uh, music in boxes and in stereotypes when and actually it's it's quite organic it doesn't see itself thank <laughs> you those, those, those are human terms that thank are you. just like you put names for religion and, and yes. all of that yeah. right and so yeah. that's nothing to do with anything mm -hmm. and so so these days we're getting more androgynous and and more homogenous and mm -hmm. organic mm -hmm. with everything that mm -hmm. we're all learning that the the wider we have more to enjoy, yes. uh, both, and more to express, yes. right, yes. than just putting it in little pigeonholes and things like that. And that means sometimes you have to mix. There ain't a pure person on the planet. <laughs> right. Let's put it that right. way. I mean, in, in that sense, pure mm -hmm. blood, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're all a mixture of a lot of different things to our and blood, we need to embrace mind, that. DNA, everything. Yeah. And so all and and. The more experience you have in life, mm -hmm. then the more you can appreciate life and appreciate others. That's right? right. That's right. I mean, this this CD it says here it's a mixture. It's like Miles to Hendrix to. Yeah, I call it a Motown <laughs> it's, it's meets like a Miles music meets a Hendrix. Right, right. It's, right. it's a mix of yeah. all of that uh, because it, it's got the some of it's the beat of the Motown thing uh, as well as it, it's got the. the the psychedelicness or freedom of uh, uh, the Hendrix uh, rock movement, mm -hmm. and it has the etherealness uh, and subtleties of jazz, right? Yes. And yes. so it's all put together in a, a, a great formula <laughs> uh, that works for anybody. Yes, yes. I mean, and the audiences, I'm sure they're up on the f their feet dancing, uh, yeah, and clapping, yeah, and right. singing, I've and got sweating. Listening music, vocal <laughs> music, and, and dancing music in here, right? And so. The music is going to touch you on some level, mm -hmm. one way or another. And and my my goal is to 
touch you with the music and take you to another place inside yourself that you've never been there so that you can experience yourself on, on a higher, broader level. That's, that's really my goal with my music is to touch you in a new way so that you can uh, really feel something, you know, great for yourself. Not for me, but for yourself. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> okay. I'd like to turn the tables now. Oh, God. Let's jump into life. Oh, God. You've been around. You've seen many things, worked with many people. You've traveled the world. Mm -hmm. What is your feeling about the industry now as opposed to back then? Okay. Well, the industry, it's sort of a paradox here of of yin and yang and, and, and good and bad. Uh, because the industry is kind of getting what it deserves because, I mean, it's always had slavery-type contracts and, and, mm-hmm. and do things right. And it, it ignored technology. Mm-hmm. And anybody that ignores technology is going to come around and bite you on oh, the ass yeah. real hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so that's what happened oh, with yeah. the music industry, right? Oh, yeah. And so now it's in the hands of the artist. Of course, the music industry has big machinery to push you. Mm-hmm. However, these days, they want to sign you to a, a freaking 15-year contract. Right. That 360 deal. Yeah, 360 and everything death, and take a death. piece of your whole life. <laughs> Are you mad out of your mind? You know, it was already bad enough in seven years. Right. And they still, you know, right. that all, all, all the good terms are We go back to indentured right? servitude. So, right, exactly. You were definitely indentured, no doubt about it. Bad. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so, you know, if, if we can... Like I was telling you earlier, if we can just learn to be human beings and not treat each other so bad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and as Rodney King would say, can't we just learn how to get along? <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, but because it, it's a shame how one human being will treat another mm-hmm. just to get something when, in the end, if you're treating it for some win-win situation. Yes. Everybody is happier yeah. and, and healthier and more alive yes. and more loving and more joyous. And we are truly evolving instead mm-hmm. of de-evolving. Because mm-hmm. right? there's, enough, that, there's enough for everybody to go around truly. There right. is. It's like, yes. There truly is. Wow. And, um, okay, now this thing called life. Um, what could you tell the young people today who are aspiring to do what you do or just in life in general. We, we can take it away from entertainment. Just about life, about standing upon the shoulders of those who have preceded them okay. and, and respecting that. Right, exactly. Our yeah. history goes back quite a ways. I mean, when it comes to music, uh, black music history is one of the foundations of, of, of just culture all over the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember the day, the first day that I saw uh, a picture of Emmett Till. Mm. For you people out there that don't know who this is, this was uh, a young black kid. I, I thought he may have been 12 or something, but he was lynched yes. by a mob mm-hmm. uh, down south of a tree, and uh, it was on the front page news. Yes. And so some of us will never forget those days and what we've come from and all of the artists. You know, I was watching Sidney Poitier, and, mm-hmm. and 
Sydney opens up so many doors because oh, yeah. and all of his what I've realized in all of his parts they're all human yes they got a human touch to them that makes them this great monster yes yes and you can and so what I have to tell anybody for everybody I mean really is that we have this creative potential inside of ourselves that we need to tap into but you have to make a commitment to it mm. it's not an easy thing mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and so but you get instant joy and instant satisfaction from expressing your creativity and once you delved into yourself and you mm. know what your feel is and that's the most important thing is to find the thing that you do best because we all have the this gift we all have, true. yes we all mm -hmm. have a gift that is our own personal truth mm -hmm. if we follow our path i'm not saying it's going to be easy oh, no. but in the end you will have the, the most joy you will understand it you will be a, a, a better human being for it you will uh, have empathy what's what's going around uh, you you will have awareness you'll be smart intelligent yes. all of these good things uh, that move you forward instead of pushing you back into hate uh, <laughs> vengeance and anger and these things that take us down uh, that we need to get beyond. It's hard enough in life, uh, you know, without this stuff. Without <laughs> right. I mean, we're born into it. Right? Exactly. And so you want to find something where you can get Right, you want to add to it. Yeah. But your, your greatest sense of personal power is the tapping into your own creative expression and committing to that and expressing that. Well, well. From the man himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Newton. I thank you so much for sharing your life and your time with me today and us. And enlightening me, I've learned a lot oh, sitting I right here. I thank you for having me, and I've enjoyed my time here immensely. Yeah, it's great. And ladies and gentlemen, you must get to this film. Please go see Groove Monster Legacy of Gold and pick up his book, Gold Thunder. And while you're at it, you can sit there and read the book while you listen to the CD. Thunder, Funk, Fusion. Right? That's right. right? Yeah, in fact, can you, can got, you please give us the website? Uh, uh, they can go to GrooveMonsterMovie.com. Okay, and they'll see everything. They'll see everything. It's all there. Uh, or if they, could, they want to spend a little more time, they can <laughs> go to Tony Newton Music, which is my portal. Okay. Okay, why don't y'all go there, too? Go everywhere. Just right. check it all out. There's something for everybody. Well, I thank you again, Tony, and um, I wish you blessings and continued success thank in your you. journey. Thank you. Same to you. All right. all right. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a Spotlight Moment with Mr. Tony Newton, music, musician, composer, and author. Check it out. Groove Monster, the movie. Ciao. Have you ever 
been where nobody's been Seen things that nobody has seen Joaquin Begonia Joaquin Begonia You'd never know Unless you'd been there Joaquin Begonia Joaquin Begonia 